Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. As if the National Football League, college football, NBA, and NHL weren't enough, we add college hoops to our betting lives. Bears are on by, but we'll dissect the Week 10 card in a moment with Ryan Horvat. Pete Futek hits on today's biggest college football contest. And Jim Miller later in the hour, another big upset on Thursday So if you're still alive in Survivor, congrats. We'll talk Survivor strategy with Jim. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. And once a month here on Early Odds, we're lucky enough to have our friend Ryan Horvat drop by. He's the co-host of BetMGM tonight, weeknight 6 to 10 on the BetQL Network. You can listen to that in the area on 105.9 FM HD2. I'm on there 8 to 11 a.m. doing BetQL Daily. Horvey is there doing 6 to 10 p.m. Bet MGM tonight. Horvey, I know you're having fun. You've been attacking, attacking Mike Florio, contributor here on 670 The Score. I was curious how you would find a way to defend your ride or die Aaron Rodgers, and it's certainly understandable why you love that man so much as a lifelong Packers fan, but you found a way. You're defending Rodgers' name by going after Florio. I love it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And I, I do forget that Mike is a regular contributor to 670 <laughs> Score uh, there in Chicago, where I grew up and uh, grew up listening to Mike. Mike just wouldn't let it go. It just everything that's going on in the NFL. I want to know more about the emails and the Washington football team. I want to know more about John Gruden. You know, I do too. There was a lot that went down in the NFL, um, a lot of tragic incidents, some bad stuff. And it was like, all I kept reading about was the Aaron Rodgers vaccination thing in the league. While I agree. I mean, should Aaron Rodgers be vaccinated? Probably. I mean, that's a discussion for another day and whatnot. And I don't really want to get into all that, but what I'm saying is like, it just kept going on and on and on. And it was like, we know that he's going to get fined. And then it comes out, he gets fined, what, 14K, $14,000? So Florio was so hellbent on this witch hunt for a millionaire, a billionaire nearly, to get fined 
14 K that I just, I just found it to be, yeah, I just found it to be ridiculous, man. You like, know what it is. Don't he's play a dumb. Fan. He's no, a Viking. That's not what it is. He a, is a Vikings fan. Who cares if he's a Vikings fan? That has nothing to do with he it. Does. He's a businessman and no. Aaron Rodgers drives business. That's, that's well, it. Yeah. No, you're right. He's smart. He's, he's smart, but it, it was just, I mean, I woke up one morning and there were six tweets before 1 p.m., <laughs> six tweets about Aaron Rodgers. I and I was I like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, where's OBJ going? You know, like, let's You're talk mad. about something else. Here. You know, you don't see Aaron Rodgers on the football field for a couple of weeks. You're completely out of sorts. You're mad OBJ picked the Rams because he wants to win the NFC championship game. You just need to see your boy. I hope for your sake that 12 is on the field tomorrow because uh, this whole thing has been messing you up. Drama after drama. So, no, it isn't even only that. It's that I had to watch Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, that was painful. Like, Jordan Love, after two years in that offense, is still not comfortable throwing a five-yard mm-hmm. predetermined route. I mean, that was that was tough to watch. He needs to master the art of the screen pass. I'm ready to watch Rodgers play again. I'm actually fine with Odell Beckham Jr. choosing the Rams because I always knew that he was going to choose the Rams or he of was going course. to use this is what these guys do, though. They drive the price up. So OBJ was smart. He used the Green Bay Packers to get $4 million from the Rams. The Packers didn't have that money to give him, so he got a couple extra bucks. Now he gets to go play with Matthew Stafford, who has nine, count them, nine career wins against teams with a winning record. What is he, 9-59 and 59 against teams with a winning record? So mm-hmm. um, we'll see how that decision works out for OBJ. But, man, are the Rams going to be scary. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. I'm on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. My guest, Ryan Horvat, on Twitter, at Ryan Horvat. All right, Horvy, uh, the fun's out of the way. We got to get down to business because it sounds like there are a number of NFL games you love. Same deal for me. We need to rifle through these and then get your college football picks. Man, I've complained about some of the slates that we've had in college not complaining today. This is a pretty strong group of games. I'm wondering if you're going off the board a little bit, but let's start with the early games tomorrow in the NFL. Okay, let's roll with the hottest team in the league. That's the Tennessee Titans. Their role has been reversed here. They are hosting the New Orleans Saints. Titans favored by two and a half to a little 44 where you're going. Yeah, so this is actually my favorite game on the board this week. This is one that I jumped out and played right away. And you mentioned how Tennessee's the hottest team, not only in the AFC, probably in the league right now. I don't think anybody saw them being seven and two. You know, they lose Derrick Henry for the season. They had to pick up Adrian Peterson off the streets. And then you have the Saints who are five and three this season. You know, they had their three game winning streak snap last week. I was actually on Atlanta last week and they lose that one 27 to 25. But I'm going back to the well this week now. Last week, they lost Jameis Winston, so you had Trevor Simeon. You know, you had to build a game plan around him. This year, or this week, I should say, now you get a full week to prepare for Trevor Simeon, and you have a defense in New Orleans, who I do think has a favorable matchup here against Tennessee with no Derrick Henry. Not that they're going to be able just to stack the box with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown being out there, but if you look at their defense this season, they're holding opponents to about 19 points per game, which I believe is the fifth lowest total in the league. They're only allowing 73 yards on the ground, and you have 55-year-old Adrian Peterson now running the ball. Even with opponents throwing for 273 yards per game, I still think this is a good spot for the Saints defense going against the Titans, and I think they'll be able to score enough points. I think they'll be able to run the ball, 
And we've talked about this all season long. Tennessee is beat up in the secondary. So I do think there'll be some favorable matchups, even though they're not going to put the ball in the air 30 plus times. So I love the saints. Uh, I took them plus three, but my favorite bet in this game is actually the first half under 22 and a half. You got to look at the, the pace that both teams like to play with. I think both teams are going to look to establish the run and uh, Tennessee has been solid defensively the last couple of weeks. Like I still can't believe that they kept Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone a couple of weeks back. And that's really when I took notice. So mm-hmm. I took the under in the first half, 22 and a half. And then I'm on new Orleans uh, to cover the three. One for one. We're on the same side. You have to respect what the Titans have done, winning five straight games. They're 5-0 and straight up and against the spread since losing to the Jets. Look at the murderer's row they took down. Buffalo, L.A. Rams, Indy, Kansas City. Impressive stuff. But if you look to Sunday night, and I was on the Titans, I've got, yeah. a, fl- I've got a flip, man. They couldn't get 200 yards of offense in that game. And I respect everything the defense did, but how they're doing it right now is efficiency in the red zone and creating turnovers. I don't know that you can do that for an entire season. Seriously. And, I, and on the other side, we've got Sean Payton off a loss. He's awesome. 60% against the spread as an underdog. He's terrific. One of the best in the business right there with Mike Tomlin. And, and last week against the Falcons in that loss, it was a lot of drop passes, a lot of penalties, a sack fumble. I like the Saints. And yeah, I, I think we're going to get the three. If you're looking at your sight and see two and a half right now, we're going to get to three tomorrow. The public is all over Tennessee. We're in agreement there. You threw out the first half under. Let me throw out something else. Uh, Taysom Hill, we started to see him in the fourth quarter last week. What do we think about Taysom Hill anytime touchdown plus 350? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. I was looking at that. I think that that's worth a play. Right. Like with the first half under going back to that really quick, the I've had a hard time handicapping Tennessee all season long. And the seven and two start has been a disaster for me, man, because one of my favorite win totals was actually Tennessee under nine wins this season. And it was because I didn't trust them defensively. And then you look at them and they're middle of the road defensively 14th in the NFL. But what's crazy is they give up 23 points per game, but it's been the pass rush. They're eighth in the league, 2.6 sacks per game. They're forcing turnovers. They're averaging a pick a game and they're holding teams to only hundred rushing yards per game. You know what I mean? Like, so I still yeah. think the Saints will have success putting the ball on the ground with Kamara, but man, I just, I've been shocked and I've had a hard time handicapping Tennessee every single week because I thought they were going to be a nightmare defensively and uh, they proved me wrong. And I thought uh, Tannehill would regress and maybe he will now that uh, play action you know, won't be the same option without Derrick Henry on the field. So we'll see. Um, do love that Taysom Hill prop, though. I think they're going to use him often in this game. All right, Harvey, let's keep it moving. I'll go first on Browns, Patriots, New England. Are they at the top of the market after winning their last three games? Now a lot of buzz about Mac Jones leading them to the playoffs, but I would point to their wins. Jets, Texans, Jets, Chargers, and Panthers. Not all that impressive. They do have a strong defense across the board. They're top five, top six in most metrics. And Nick Chubb goes on the COVID list this week. Still have Kareem Hunt injured. Didn't we learn a few weeks ago that that probably doesn't matter as long as the offensive line for Cleveland is pretty healthy, that they're going to be okay with the run game. Supremely talented. And it looks like the defense has really turned it around. They're just so good everywhere. And, And even missing their running backs is not going to be a big deal. I'm getting Cleveland as a dog. And I guess because of the injuries or COVID concerns, it's still hanging around two and a half. I thought by now it would be closer to a pick em, maybe even Cleveland favored 
but give me the Browns. And this is a terrific teaser leg as well. How about you? Yeah, this is the second consecutive week where I looked at it and I said the Browns should be favored. I did the same thing last week with Cincinnati. I was all over the Browns and that wasn't even a sweat. And I'm doing the same thing here this week. But I do think this will be a closer game. But if you look at the Browns offensively, okay, so Odell Beckham Jr. just never worked out. Now he's gone and they're still 11th in the NFL offensively, 380 yards a game. Baker, even though he's beat up, is completing 66% of his passes. I love Baker when he has a clean pocket. I hate Baker under pressure. We'll see if they're able to still use play action without Nick Chubb. But like you said, I love Nick Chubb, man. He's probably my favorite back in the league, 721 yards, 60 yards per attempt already this season. But it's kind of been proven in the NFL that if you just – you can really stick anybody back there if you have a decent enough offensive line. Now the problem is you're going against a New England defense that's number nine in the league, giving up only 340 yards per game. Still, the reason I like Cleveland is – because of what you just said they're finally figuring it out defensively after spending all that money they're getting healthy and as good as mac jones has been i mean he's completing 68 percent of his passes and has 10 touchdown passes i still think that he'll struggle against this defense that's third in the nfl and only giving up 309 yards per game so i know everybody's going to point out belichick going against uh baker that he could give him fits but i think mac jones is going to have a tough day against this cleveland defense so i'm on the browns how about Belichick against Stefanski? That's going to be a fun matchup. We've got some good head coaches uh, facing off this weekend. Vrabel against Sean Payton. We were just talking about that game. Uh, let's keep it moving. Go to the afternoon. We've got to talk about your Packers and what you're expecting. I guess we'll get official word today about Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are favored by three and a half at home. And it's lined like Rodgers is going to be out there. But what version of Rodgers? The same can be said for Seattle with Russell Wilson in his first game back. I mean, the guy just had pins in his fingers, and now he's going to be out there. Even when Geno Smith was out there, though, I was impressed with what Seattle's been able to do with the passing game. The defense for the Packers, as you know, they're missing some of their key components still. Jair Alexander, Zadaria Smith. So what is Russ going to be able to do on the road? This is three and a half in in the circus sports contest. I got three. So maybe they're expecting this to come down a little bit more. Some of the top wideouts in the game, like Jamar Chase, like Terry McLaurin, they did light up this Green Bay secondary. And it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle does the same. What are you doing with Packers Seahawks? I, I like the Seahawks, but there's a lot of uncertainty going into this matchup. Yeah, so Russell Wilson, when uh, it was announced that he was going to be coming back, and I'm calling BS on him working on his hand 20 hours per day. Oh, God. He's just, he's so awkward. Like, just stop. I just want to scream. Can you be normal for a minute? (laughs) No way he was working. Everything he says, everything he does, it's like the thought goes through his brain. What will make people like me more? Just chill out. Nobody hates (laughs) you, Russ. It's all good. Exactly, man. But you know what's crazy? And now Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback in the league. I don't think that's a hot take. And Geno Smith hadn't started a game since what, like 2014. But yeah. call me crazy. I kind of like that offense, what it looked like with Geno. And I almost thought Geno was a better fit because Russ is all about making big plays, throwing the deep ball, holding on to the ball, whereas Geno was just getting rid of the ball quickly and making all the reads. He was 20 to 24, granted for only 109. 95 yards passing and two touchdowns in his last one also had a score on the ground, but I thought he did a decent job running the offense actually. 
Now Russ comes back. So I did play Seattle plus three and a half because we didn't even know if Aaron Rodgers was going to be available. He's going to have to do some tests. Um, We expect them to be out there, but if I'm getting Russ Wilson, even at Lambeau field where he struggles and I'm catching three and a half against Jordan love, give that to me all day. You brought up green Bay's defense. They've actually improved the last couple of weeks. And I was looking at the over, I actually lean the under. So overs with Seattle this season, one in seven, the last time the over came in was week two against Tennessee. Russ played in that game. Now they've been solid against the spread five and three. They've covered in four of their last five games. I know they've had some struggles at Lambeau. Uh, The last meeting, a 28, 23 loss in the playoffs. They did not cover the number, but even if Aaron Rodgers is available tomorrow, we haven't seen them in what 11, 12 days. I think Seattle right. can keep this close. I think this is a field goal game that they could even win outright. Seattle needs this one, man. They're in one of the toughest divisions in all of football, even though San Francisco is a huge letdown for me. Um, they kind of need this one. Russ is coming back early. Uh, Give me the Seahawks plus three and a half right now. Yeah, they, the under is an interesting look because we do have two under teams. Green Bay has yeah. been an under, under team as well. Are you doing anything with props? I noticed pro football focus. They have two receivers in this game. They think it's top five matchups. They've got the Metcalf matchup against the Green Bay secondary third best and Devontae, of course, he's top five against Seattle secondary. Yeah, I like the Devontae props. I mean, if the receptions are around seven and a half, even eight, I would probably play the over because he's coming off a slow performance last week where he was coming off COVID reserve. Said he didn't really feel himself. Also, had Jordan Love thrown him the football, you know Rodgers is oh. going to be looking for him in this game because they don't acquire OBJ. So I would probably play that prop. I play the same props every week with Green Bay. A.J. Dillon over on the attempts. Hopefully there's no adjustment. Um, it's been around eight and a half. They adjusted it a full carry in the last one. It was nine and a half carries. He's getting double-digit touches here on out, man, especially the second that half. That makes of the sense. Season. You know, his yep. defense. There's a reason they drafted this guy in the second round. It's because the second half of the season, when yep. the weather gets colder, you want that big back who it takes three, four defenders to bring down. Aaron Jones, I love him, but it, like you breathe on the guy and he falls over. He's 5'9", 170 pounds. So mm-hmm. I like the attempts, and I like the rushing yards. Last week it was 40. There might be an adjustment, maybe like, I don't know, 48 to 50. I'd still play the over on A.J. Dillon. He's balling out right now. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score. My guest is Ryan Horvat. He hosts BetMGM tonight, weeknights, 6 to 10 p.m. on the BetQL network. I've got BetQL daily, 8 to 11 a.m. You could hear both of us on the BetQL network, 105.9 FM, HD2, also on the Odyssey app and twitch.com backslash BetQL. Uh, we'll get to college coming up in a couple minutes here. Anything else? What other game really stands out? We hit Browns, Patriots, Saints, Titans, Seahawks, Packers, uh, Tampa, yeah. Washington. There's Sunday night, Monday night. What are you feeling? So I got a couple that I also like. So I did play Tampa Bay. Uh, I got the nine and a half. It wasn't double digits at the time. We'll see if it reaches double digits before kickoff on the road, taking on Washington. The football team has been a huge disappointment, both sides of the ball. Heineke is a turnover machine. I mean, he can make some plays, but he's, he's, he's a backup for a reason, man. Um, And then defensively, they've been a huge letdown, even with guys like Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So I like Tampa Bay in this spot. They had that loss to the Saints a couple of weeks back where I thought change. I mean, that was just the perfect game plan against Tampa Bay, not only from Sean Payton, but defensively as well. I like them to hang probably 30, 40 points against Washington. Yeah. And then I really yeah. like San Francisco on Monday night, 
Four-point dogs. I know the Rams are going to be the sexy, popular team right now. If you're playing Madden, if you're buying jerseys, I mean, they got Von Miller. They got Odell Beckham Jr. They got Cooper Cup, who's breaking records. They got Matthew Stafford, who has a whopping nine career wins against teams with winning records. But this is a must-win for San Francisco. They're three and five on the season, man. I had the season win total over 10 and a half wins. They've been a huge disappointment. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan has to be on the hot seat right now. He probably mm-hmm. isn't. It'll probably be an excuse because there always is. It's been injuries. <laughs> and I'm not saying they haven't been beat up. They just got George Kittle back. But man, like there's something off in San Francisco. And Kyle Shanahan has not been great this year. All that being said, this is like their Super Bowl. This is a playoff one for them. They need this win. So I'm going to take them with the points plus four against the Rams actually on Monday night quick reaction to those two games on the bucks. I think you're right. The road struggles probably overstated. The bucks yeah. are two and two straight up. zero and four against the spread. That's not going to continue last year. When the football team had an elite defense, Brady still threw for three eighty one against them. I, I don't see any reason to believe that that's going to stop. And now they're bottom three, bottom five defense in all the metrics across the board, Brady off a bye. Brady is a big favorite. Brady also awful loss. Remember that last time we saw him, they were losing to the Saints. Right. So I, I certainly expect a bounce back there. 49ers. It feels like a repeat of last week, but it is their Super Bowl. Just it's it's tough. Nobody's going to go to the window and say, "Give me San Francisco." After watching them lose to Colt McCoy and uh, without Hopkins and AJ Green, Edmonds and Kyler going for Arizona. They haven't won a home game in over two years. I think that's just one of the strange things here. And the line is four. Before the year started, the line was San Francisco minus three. Minus three, yeah. And now it's the LA Rams. Right. Minus four. Nobody's going to be betting on San Francisco on Monday. That makes me want to go with San Francisco. So I I certainly understand what you're saying there. I want to get your reaction on one more before we get your college stuff. One more. Okay. So I'm hoping you could talk me out of this. I was on it earlier in the week, and now late in the week, I'm like, oh, great. The public's all over. It's a public underdog, and it's Detroit at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's now won four games in a row. They have a short week after the Bears game. They play down to the competition. Tomlin, great as an underdog, not great as a favorite. And now we've got Detroit sitting around. They're trying to get their first win. Campbell coming up uh, during the bye, all sorts of ways to try and get it done. We know they're a bad roster overall, but I'm looking at this horrendous Steelers offense, and they're favored by more than a touchdown. I hate them in that role. Uh, Am I crazy for taking Detroit in the points? No, I'm taking Detroit in the points, man. And um, I think we're both a little crazy. I think I've been crazy all season long because every other week I'm on Detroit. I was on Detroit after Dan Campbell cried, and I was like, man, they're going to go out there and they're going to play hard for this guy. Jared Goff never won a game that Sean McVay wasn't the head coach in the NFL. Uh, Still, you know, I don't know how the Lions are going to move the ball. That's what concerns me. And then I've been paying attention to the injury report. 16 guys on the injury report. Some have already been ruled out. I don't know how they're going to move the ball. But still, I do like the trends where you got the Lions four and four against the spread this season. And if you look at them off a, against the spread loss, five and zero against the spread in the last five games following an against the spread loss, which I know doesn't really matter that trend. But for the Steelers, zero and eight in their last eight games as a favorite, zero and seven against the spread in their last seven mm-hmm. as a home favorite. Man, like ah, the numbers telling me I have to back Detroit. 
And I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game. Also, I really need Detroit because I played the season win total under on Pittsburgh and uh, they've been driving me nuts here the last month. Like they're winning with defense. I I don't know how they're winning these games, but I do think Detroit could play this one close and maybe even win outright. I'm taking the eight and a half as well. I know I avoided the Steelers with all of my survivor pools. (laughs) That's smart. Go take the Ravens and watch them lose on Thursday. That was great. I did that in a few pools. Here's what scares me. First off, We're agreeing on everything. We didn't even talk about this before the interview. New Orleans aligned. Cleveland, Seattle. You like Tampa Bay? I might be taking Tampa Bay in my contest. I talked about uh, taking the Bucs early in the week. I guess I could make an argument for the L.A. Rams. Don't love that one as much, and we just talked about agreeing on Detroit. Uh, What scares you more, us agreeing across the board or that we're rolling with underdogs and – the dogs have been killing it for two straight weeks. Can it be three? That scares me a little bit. Not really being on the same side as you, just the dogs. I feel like this could be a big week for favorites, which is why I backed Kansas City when I know that if that number is three or three and a half, which it may move to before Sunday night football in Las Vegas, then I would be on the Raiders in that spot. But, man, I'm getting under a field goal with Mahomes. I, I keep saying, like, Mahomes is going to figure it out here eventually. I know he's got 10 interceptions already this season. You know, the turnovers have been ridiculous defensively. They can't stop anybody. They barely beat Green Bay with Jordan Love last week. Um, but still, I'm taking Kansas City. So maybe there's one we could disagree on. And also, there's a favorite that I finally found that I wanted to play in the league. Good. And, and I got an over. I don't ever play overs. I'm going over in Atlanta, Dallas. 54 seems high. I don't think either defense is stopping each other. So maybe there's two you could disagree with. No. Did, did you no? say Dallas is the favorite you like? No, I'm going to go with the over in that game. Kansas City is okay. the favorite. I'm going to back. I'm going to take the Chiefs. No, over. I like Kansas City. <laughs> Man, we're talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, they're right. the favorite, and they're 4-16 and 16 against the spread in their last 20 games, but most of those games they were favored by 7.5 or 12.5. Like, exactly. They're favored we're, by 2.5. And, and, that, and that's what I said on the show this week. I said this is finally like this is the first time this season that I could actually play the Chiefs. I planned on playing the Chiefs against Green Bay with a healthy Aaron Rodgers because they right. needed the win, and it was uh, in Kansas City. And then he gets ruled out with COVID. I didn't get it in time, and it goes from being a pick to a seven-point, six-point spread in some spots. So this is my first opportunity to play the Chiefs this year, and I'm going to do it. Yep, I get it. I get it. And we don't know which Raiders team is going to show up. That's the case now, and that's probably going to be the case the rest of the season. All right, hit us with college football. I know it's your favorite sport. Awesome slate of games today. What you got? All right, I'll hit you with a couple. One that I really love, it's disgusting. Uh, Minnesota on the road today, five-and-a-half-point dogs taking on Iowa. Iowa's quarterback, Spencer Petras, a game-time decision. Um, You see what the Iowa offense looks like when their starting quarterback is healthy, right? Imagine what that offense is going to look like with the backup. I love P.J. Fleck as a dog in this spot. Um, Give me Minnesota. I think they have a shot to win this game outright. As crazy as this sounds, if this game is like a 7 p.m. kickoff, in Iowa city and it's a blackout. I'm probably on Iowa. I just feel like weird kickoff time today, Minnesota, PJ Fleck is a dog, love Minnesota catching five and a half. And then you can't bet it, but I do like the Badgers 24 and a half point favorites today at home at Camp Randall taking on Northwestern. I think that's a blowout. One more I'll give. I usually don't lay big numbers with favorites, but Ohio state, I hate the style points thing, man, but I think they need some style points. They're sitting there with that one loss to Oregon. They're most likely going to sneak into the college football playoff as long as they win the Big Ten title game. I know that Purdue is coming off another big win, but Purdue is – What about the over? 
I'm going over and I'm taking yeah. Ohio State to cover the okay. 20 and a half. Man, I think this is a letdown spot for Purdue, and I think Ohio State's going to roll today. On the way out, last thing. The Irish tonight at Virginia, number one offense in the nation, 545 yards per game for the Cavaliers. Is Notre Dame on upset alert? I don't think so. I'm on Notre Dame. I'm on Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame wins this game by a touchdown, and it's because I think that Virginia has uh, bigger goals set aside. I think they're they're more concerned about next week because they can still be playing for a conference title, and this game's not really going to matter against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to win this one by at least a touchdown. That's Ryan Horvat at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. Hear him weeknights on the BetQL Network, 6 to 10 p.m., part of Bet MGM tonight. Horvy, kind enough to drop by at least once a month here on Early Odds. Thanks, Ryan. Best of luck uh, all weekend. I mean, it's just so much. <laughs> it's hard. And and none of these sports are ending anytime soon. Now uh, college basketball also in the mix. I know. I'm looking at the board right now. Have a good weekend, man. We got a few college football plays out of Horvat, and we'll do the same with Pete Futek, plus NFL futures angles that dawned on me this week, maybe two. That's next, so keep it here. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL, BetSmarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on this Saturday morning. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score, Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. We get four matchups in college football today with ranked teams facing off. Should be a treat. Horvat gave out Minnesota, Wisconsin. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ...in Ohio State in the last segment. 
What about friend of the station Pete Futek of collegefootballnews.com? Pete appeared on my weekday show, BetQL Daily, and started with Michigan, Penn State, Wolverines favored by one and a half. Here you go. Yeah, I, Texas Harbaugh, Michigan's good, and I am a Harbaugh apologist. I, I think he t- gets such a bad rap. Uh, he does not lose games against teams against, that are bad. Like last year's an aberration, but in general, you look at the, the you take out 2020, all of the losses in the Harbaugh era are to teams that were amazing. And there's, there's one in there against Iowa four years ago. It was the walk-off game on a night game where uh, it was just kind of a weird moment where that Iowa team ended up winning only eight games. But everyone else, they lose to Ohio State. They lose to Alabama. They lose to an undefeated Michigan State. You know, they only lose those top games. I don't think Penn State's all that great. Uh, I just don't buy into this offense. Uh, the defense is all right, but you can run on this group. Michigan is the better team, and one and a half is just not a whole lot to be given away. Pete, let's stay in the Big Ten. Purdue, great job last week. You shocked the world with an upset over Michigan State. Now go to the horseshoe. You're underdogs by 21 points against Ohio State. Total of 62 in the hook. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I play with a little bit of house money here. I mean, this is more on Ohio State. I mean, this is they had this great run at which, you know, they were blowing out everyone uh, since that Oregon game. Uh, but they also played a whole bunch of bad teams. I mean, you don't have a great win on there until they get to Penn state. And even that was a little bit of a struggle. <sighs> Purdue's fine. I, they're going to hang around in this game. I mean, Aiden O'Connell has been on fire. That passing game has been good. The Ohio state defense, Hasn't been anything special. Uh, but as good as this defense is for Purdue, uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to hold up. And Ohio State's going to do what Ohio State does. It's going to take a while to rev up the machine. It's going to be close for a while. And then boom, 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 they hit a couple of big plays in the second half and they take over the game. Pete, everyone's been waiting all season for Oklahoma to fall. They changed quarterbacks. They've kind of stabilized here. Interesting number, though, this week. They're going to take on Baylor. Baylor, five-and-a-half-point home dog, but this opened at six. This is moving towards Baylor here. Do you think this could be close? Is is this a possible upset? But I know Baylor's coming off a terrible loss to TCU, uh, but this seems like we have a chance to have a close game, good Baylor defense. What do you think, Oklahoma at Baylor? Like you said, it seems like Oklahoma was ready to get tagged before Caleb Williams. I, the problem is everybody saw the Kansas game, or at least they saw what was happening in the Kansas game and turned over and watched mm-hmm. What gets lost in that is that Oklahoma put up 35 points in the second half. You shouldn't have struggled that much against Kansas, but all right, that's just one of those days the team was just unfocused and just did not bring the energy or just did not bring it at all. What also gets lost is after they put in Williams, uh, after that one fourth down run against Texas, they've been a machine. I, I know that they haven't been as great as everyone. Nobody seemed to watch the Texas Tech game. A couple of weeks ago, when if they did, then Caleb Williams wins the Heisman and it's over. Uh, but they've been hanging 50 points on a consistent basis. Baylor is just that good. They're just that strong. I don't think the five and a half is a whole lot. Oklahoma's the better team. Go, go with the Sooners. Pete, uh, let's talk championship odds here. Uh, and it, it is pretty remarkable to look at a Georgia minus 125 right now. They've been the best team in college football all year. They should be the favorite. But do you think there's some value here at Alabama? Or at what point do you believe there is value on Alabama? They're almost surely going to make the playoff. 
Uh, Peter, plus 450. We're almost getting five to one on Nick Saban. Uh, do you think the odds here on FanDuel are appropriate, or do you see some value on just taking a flyer almost five to one on Nick Saban? Well, the problem is they are not going to make the playoff if they don't beat Georgia in the SEC championship. So uh, if they lose that game, they're out. They're, they're not going to make it unless a whole bunch of other teams lose. So if you're taking Bama, you're betting on them beating Georgia. Remember when it comes to Bama, though, we know that they rise up. We know that they come through. They've had a couple of big performances this year. Where they did look the part. They also came within a two-point conversion of going to overtime with a mediocre Florida team. You know, they had a whole lot of trouble with a mediocre LSU team. They lose to Texas A&M. There's a whole lot of funky things that can happen. So to get to and win the championship, I mean, just getting there is going to be hard for Alabama. So I don't like the odds that much right now just because to do that, they've got to beat Georgia first, and that is hardly a given. Pete, if you check out my weekday show, BetQL Daily, Monday through Friday, 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app under BetQL Network. Also on 105.9 FM HG2, twitch.com backslash BetQL, 8 to 11 a.m. I promise some NFL future, so let's get there. Just past the midway point of the season, Bears on by, and I found myself intrigued by some awards. I talked about the Offensive Rookie of the Year on my show and with Mully and Haw the other day. Justin Fields had his breakout on a national stage against a top-notch defense on the road, and the award is up for grabs, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Jamar Chase, Mac Jones, ahead of the pack, but it's there to be taken. The favorite Chase hasn't done much over the last two games, and it's not like Mac Jones is throwing up some gaudy numbers. Fields, 50 to 1. Just saying, 50 to 1. I rarely get involved in the offensive player of the year market because it's tough to gauge which position they're going to go with. So I don't really know what to do. There's a formula with the MVP, but taking a look mid-season, maybe there is a path. With Derrick Henry down, that opens it up. And Cooper Cup is priced like the award is his. Amazing season, but really? He's just a little bit better than even money. Second favorite is Kyler, who might miss another game. Third favorite, Devontae Adams. Why do the quarterbacks have so much value? That's what I don't get. In the first 17-game season, my guess is they give it to the second-best signal caller. Brady is on pace for 5,600 yards and 53 touchdowns. If the MVP goes to Josh Allen... Stafford, Kyler, Brady's right there, and he's 30-1. to Lamar Jackson, even after the other night, Lamar Jackson is still in the race for the rushing yards leader, and he's 25-1. to Maybe Dak bounces back. He's 35-1 to for that prolific Cowboys offense. Those seem like better options than a receiver. I, Cooper Cup, awesome year. But I don't understand all the over-the-top over love for the Offensive Player of the Year. Just because Derrick Henry goes down doesn't mean it's automatically going to another position. Love betting futures. I've had some success with it over the years. Hoping uh, we cash a big one, and I'm talking about Robbie Ray cashing uh, this coming week. We'll have to wait until Wednesday night. Up next, our weekly contributor, Jim Miller from Hawthorne Race Course and PointsBet Sportsbook to go over the Survivor Pool Chaos. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. 
Start your sign-up process for an account on the PointsBet app today. Registration is then easy to complete at one of our three convenient sportsbook locations, the most in and around Chicago, more than any other sportsbook. Whether you stay and play or bet and go, come experience the top sports betting locations in Illinois. PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, the closest sportsbook to downtown Chicago. PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood, the only sportsbook in Chicago's south suburbs. And PointsBet Sportsbook in Prospect Heights, Illinois' newest sportsbook, PointsBet, where signups, cash deposits, and withdrawals are fast. Let's head over to Hawthorne Racecourse, where we find our weekly contributor here on Early Odds. My name is Joe Ostrowski, and I'm speaking with Jim Miller. Jim, holy survivor. We kept oh talking gosh. about it. The big week is coming. The big week is coming. It's just a matter of when. Avoid those landmines. Well, th- they've been tough to avoid over the last couple of weeks. We go seven weeks with no underdog of more than a touchdown winning outright. And in the last two weeks alone, we've had three double-digit underdogs win outright. Last two weeks alone, if, if you include every game, the dogs have a winning record straight up. Here's the thing, too. It's it's not only beaten up survivor pools, it's shattered survivor mm. pools. I mean, you look at it, you're basically down to say what? 12 to 15% maybe still surviving from what you saw at the start of the season. And that's really the bulk been over the last two weeks, Joe. And and look what the Bills did last week. I mean, you, you lose to Jacksonville, but then all of a sudden you look up and down. I think I probably could have gone four or five different games last week and still been knocked out. That's just how devastating last week was for survivor pools. Buffalo, New Orleans, and Dallas just messed things up. So in my pool, week nine, 58% were knocked out after week eight, when 45% of the pool was knocked out, 87% of, of the entire pool is done. And in the circus survivor, 42% were knocked out last week, 83% of the entire pool done. We're down to 686 out of more than 4,000 to start. Here's just what it shows you. Anything can happen. And we've talked about this with the NFL all season long, Joe, it seems like it's been a league of mediocre. There hasn't been that standout, incredible team. We thought Dallas might have been that team, and then they looked terrible. We thought that some other uh, teams just were going to be standouts. Kansas City, definitely not that team. Green Bay, maybe, but then Kansas City beats them because Rodgers is out. There's just a whole lot of mediocre in the NFL, and because of that, it's made things really, really tough. And it's another one of these weeks, and because the setup right now is halves, Versus the have not. Sometimes you get these matchups when you have a lot of options. And that's the case here in week number 10. Buffalo, Indianapolis, Arizona. We'll see if they stay double digits. At times, uh, Tampa Bay was touching double digits. The way the public is betting the Bucks this week, it wouldn't surprise me if that's where that closes tomorrow. And also Pittsburgh, Dallas. I mean, there are so many options from week to week. I think most people used up the Colts because of their soft schedule. I, I'm in five different pools, and I used up all my Indianapolis shares. And they're the reason I still have spots available in every pool I'm in, because I used the Colts last week on Thursday. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. And Indy really does look to be a safe play against the Jacksonville team, though, that beat Buffalo last week. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, though, I guess the two plays that I really would look at You get Arizona at home. They're a 10-point favorite against Carolina, who has absolutely no idea what they're doing at the quarterback position. And then Pittsburgh at home, minus 8.5 against Detroit, because everybody thought Philly was possibly 
going to be the first loss for Detroit. And then Philly went out there and lays 40 points on Detroit and just absolutely destroys them. So Pittsburgh minus eight and a half, I think should be a good play. That Thursday night game was an intriguing game with Baltimore and Miami too, but there are so many different options. And at least this is one of those options, Joe, where people probably still have these teams available and and the Rams have been used up Kansas City's been used up Green Bay those type of teams these seem to be available teams for some of these pools that you may still be able to play with yeah with Arizona watch out on the health of Kyler Murray see what happens there you're not going to use the Cardinals when it's Colt McCoy or when Kyler's not 100 same thing with Hopkins they're missing a number of guys on that offense Pittsburgh I'm scared off I know the Lions secondary is horrendous but I don't trust that passing offense much. Maybe this is the spot when Detroit finally wins a game, or we'll just have to wait until Thanksgiving uh, to see if if that's the case. Lions bears the Dallas Atlanta one is fascinating because the Cowboys are coming off their worst effort of the season with Dak in the lineup when they were down 30 to nothing, but the Falcons have looked good without Ridley that offense. And I'm saying it's because of Ridley. It's just a matter of, the offense setting in for a couple of months, Arthur Smith getting used to things with his Falcons. They're looking a lot better. I think the Bucs are pretty strong, but there's a lot of future value. Bucks against a football team. We remember yeah. what happened last year in the playoffs when the football team had a good defense. This year, they have a bottom five defense. Brady off the bye, off a loss. A lot of things line up. And here's the thing with the Bucs. You, you look at it, all right, it's Brady, it's Godwin, it's Evans. If Antonio Brown is around, you still you got Gronk on the roster. Then you have an incredible defense. Tampa Bay is the safest play all the way looking forward. You can probably feel confident if you haven't used them that you can use them at any of those upcoming weeks. So that's one of those teams that I do think you really do have to focus on. After that, it really, it, it kind of is a crapshoot. Like you said, injuries really come, come into place. You look in matchups too. It's hard because now we're at a point, Joe, where we talked about even a few weeks ago, starting to look a couple of weeks down the line to mm-hmm. see just what you have available. You really don't have that option anymore. It's just kind of try to survive in advance and go from there. That's exactly what it is. Every time I, I tweet about it or talk about it on my show, the feedback I get is, Joe, just wait for week 12. So a couple of weeks from now, it's going to be really interesting when people have used up 11 of their teams and there aren't a lot of obvious spots. Uh, Jim, last week, how did you enjoy the Breeders' Cup? You know, the Breeders' Cup was a really interesting week. It was a fun week because you saw really good racehorses. It was a bit of a mess with what they had going on with the scratch at the gate and the juvenile turf on Friday, but it recovered on Saturday. A really good day of racing capped off by Nick's goal winning the Breeders' Cup Classic. Second time this one has won the Breeders' Cup Classic. A really solid horse. And so overall, a really good weekend of racing. Now we get back to the hometown track. Joe, I got three horses at Hawthorne on Saturday. Race three, the 12 Gagoots across the board. Race seven, the one WW Fitzy across the board and race eight, the three Radiant Castle across the board. We'll see if we're on the turf or not, but hey, we're racing through the end of the year at Hawthorne. I don't think anybody thought before the season started uh, back to the NFL that the Chiefs would only be a two and a half point favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders with a healthy Pat Mahomes. But this is where we are. Tell us about some of the promotions happening with points bet for tomorrow night's game. And here's the cool thing. This is the standalone game. This is the Sunday night football game. And one thing PointsBet has been really good about all season long is that $20 risk-free wager on Sunday night football. And this is the first bet that you make on that Sunday night football game. The first bet up to 20 bucks is a risk-free bet. And again, 
Kansas City's had their issues with the Raiders over the course of recent years. Even when Kansas City was really good, now they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Their defense is abysmal. The Raiders are playing better football since they lost to the Bears. This could be a really interesting game, Joe. Jim Miller, weekly contributor here on Early Odds from Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook. Jim, way too much going on. I know you're in deep every time the Bulls are playing, some of the other NBA props, the heart of the NFL season, college football game. The number of college football matchups yep. that we have this week between ranked teams, and let's throw in college basketball in addition to uh, NHL on a nightly basis. It's so much fun now. It, it really, you, you can say every time of year is the best time of year. This is the busiest time of year, mm -hmm. Joe. So that's one of those things makes it a lot of fun to watch, especially with college basketball being back. So much fun. Great time to just sit out there, watch racing, bet sports, and just enjoy the day. Best of luck this weekend. We'll talk next week. All right, Jim. You got it. Thanks, Joe. Fascinated to see if it's a third consecutive week of barking dogs. It started on Thursday with the Dolphins knocking out more survivors and teasers. We shall see. Based on my picks this week, I'd like more underdogs. I'll tweet out my official NFL plays in the Circa Million Contest at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Catch me weekdays on the BetQL Network, 8 to 11 a.m. via 105.9 FM HD2. Twitch.com backslash BetQL, Odyssey app under BetQL Network, and the BetQL Daily Podcast. All the links posted on my Twitter feed at Joe Ostrowski. Also appear on The Score four times during the week. If you missed any of this early odd show, our producer Brandon Fryer will get the pod posted shortly. Some MLB awards have been handed out, but we're waiting on the big ones. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw next. Cash some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 